another episode of Restoring Your Voice, where me, your host, Pastor David, helps you to use your voice for God's glory to speak up and speak out. Okay, that's right, everybody. It's time for another episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. Uh, before we get started, just uh, let me put this up on the screen, but if you're listening by audio, you don't see it. But either way, hey, why don't you go and leave me a voice message right there at Anchor FM. All right. You can, if you're listening, uh, the link is still there. So the link is also in the description. But hey, leave me uh, a voice message with your thoughts. You know what? If you disagree with me, if you hate me, if you have questions, and I'm going to feature you in a future episode. All right. So go ahead. And uh, also, um, hey, why don't you... Uh, support the podcast. Uh, there's the uh, the link right there to uh, to the podcast on Anchor FM. So Anchor.fm, restoring your voice forward slash support. Um, what I put out is free. Um, I'm not charging anything. Um, I'm not making subscriptions, even though I could. However, however, this comes at <clears throat> this cost. So for me to to do all of this, to to stream live the equipment. Um, to edit it, all of it costs money. So, hey, would you please considering? Uh, would you please consider supporting this podcast? God bless you. Any amount, by the way, any amount is welcome. All right. Now with that, now I was going to do a different episode topic, but <clears throat> I really feel like that the Lord was impressing on me to provide hope uh, to people out there that there are people who really, really, really need the Lord's help, and you know the Lord clearly spoke to me more than once um, to prepare his bride and to equip his bride so to prepare his right for to prepare his bride for his eventual return and also to equip his bride as well and so um, maybe I'll get to this whole Calvinism thing uh, another time I don't know when uh, but I'll, as the Lord leads I always try to say that as the Lord leads uh, but you know what it, you know there's difficult times for a lot of people right now. Okay, there's persecution. Um, there's uh, all over the world. Uh, economy's tough. Uh, what do we do with all of that? You know, there's lots of people nowadays. Um, they call it deconstructing their faith. You know, they're picking it apart. Um, and instead of, you know, picking it apart to examine what they believe in a healthy manner, in other words, does their beliefs line up with the Bible? Instead, they're deconstructing it picking it apart because they don't longer believe and that's bad and that's dangerous and um I, look I'm, I'm here today to pro provide you from uh, with some hope from the book of revelation you know it's one of my favorite book bible i know a lot of people have a hard time uh reading it or even watching to read it thinking is who it talks about the end of the world one it doesn't can okay, we just say that the book of revelation starts out in chapter one that this is the revelation of jesus christ so what is Revelation about? It's not what it's about. It's a who. It's about Jesus. It points to Jesus. The entire book of Revelation. So, hey, make it make it a regular part of your Bible study. Read read through the, the whole book uh, multiple times in one year. Just don't go and read through the Bible because it is a book of hope. It's a book of hope. And so I want to I want to read to you today from the different passages in chapters two and three. Where it talks about the he who overcomes, or you know, different language it uses, and I posted a uh, a graphic today you know, with with a devotional to think about on this one. And the first one says, and so this is coming from uh, Revelation uh, chapter two, verse seven, when Jesus is speaking to the church at Ephesus. 
It says to he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of what the spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give permission to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Amen. So I think the first hope we, we need to concentrate on is is God and that we can't overcome that there are difficulties in this life and they are very real difficulties and we should cling on to the hope that we can't overcome now let me give a warning though that we have a choice whether or not to overcome because clearly it says to he who overcomes that means we we have a choice that means there are people who are not going to overcome there are people who are, who are going to walk away from the faith no not everybody is predestined and they just automatically stay in the faith it, it takes effort okay it, it takes a willingness on our part to partner with god and when we do though we'll see life you know that was that's what the tree of life was all about was eating and receiving eternal life so in other words this is the promise of eternal life that's the way i'm i'm reading it today and we need to realize that, that this eternal life is a very real thing. And, and it's, it should provide you with the hope that, you know what, no matter how difficult things may get on this earth, no matter what happens while we're here, right, we have the promise of eternal life that we will be with God in paradise one day if we so choose to overcome. And, and like I said, I know there's difficulties during this time when, um, the book of Revelation was written, which which was right around 90 A.D. Um, John is writing this from the Isle of Patmos. You know, he had just um, been banished there, you know, after, by the way, the Roman government trying their best to kill him. I mean, they, they boiled this guy in oil. Um, they, they tried everything that you, you could think of under the sun. And the dude just wouldn't die because Jesus preserved him that long. And so not only that, but the Roman government was in power, right? Just roughly 20 years before that uh the temple in jerusalem had been destroyed and so here we are with, with the rope with a government right saying it's our way or else not only that but we're gonna outlaw christianity period and this there were severe consequences for believing um in jesus as the one true god very serious consequences where where entire families would be fed to the lions so so we're talking about you know real hard stuff you know this wasn't written in an easy time but we have to realize that and yet and yet the hope that's what i'm trying to point to is the hope and we have the one uh, in smyrna he who has an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the churches he who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death amen so in other words we won't go to hell that's the second death the second death is the death of the soul we, we're all gonna perish from this physical body one day someday it's all, it, we're all gonna do it unless jesus comes back while we're still alive so if that doesn't happen we're all going to experience death but we're not all going to experience the second death which is going to hell because we can make a choice to overcome um prior to this verse which by the way that was a verse 11 in chapter 2 of revelation um it says here um in verse 10, do not fear any of those things which you're about to suffer. It tells us not to fear. Here, here's the do not fear scripture, by the way. Look, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tried. And you will have tribulation for 10 days. Be faithful unto death. So clearly, clearly, 
Jesus is telling them, hey, you're, you're going to be killed. You're going to die. Okay, but he's telling them to be hopeful. And he says, I, and, you know, basically, if he says, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life, that means those people have a choice to play. Jesus is, is telling them. He's, he's encouraging them. He's exhorting them. And that's what we need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. Where he's exhorting us, carry on, keep on, fight the good of the good fight of faith, my son and my daughter. All right. Don't worry, even if if you get killed. You know, we know it says elsewhere, it says that and they love not their lives unto death, even. Amazing. Amazing. So there's no reason today why we should be so overcome with things like anxiety and worry and any of that. There, there's no reason in the world. Why? Because Jesus is our hope and we need to keep our eyes. We need to realize that we can truly overcome. And there's wonderful, precious promises that come with that. Precious promises that outweigh anything in this world. Anything in this very finite and very temporary world. These precious promises are eternal for all who choose to overcome, to press on through, to press into God. To hold Jesus as their one true love and life over anything else. Yeah, over over ministries and over churches. Over platforms. Over fame, over fortune. Jesus above all else. And that's what I'm trying to get across to you today. And uh, if we continue on to the, the message to Pergamum. And uh, this is in verse 17 of chapter 2. He who has an ear. Notice how he's saying, hey, who has an, he who has an ear to listen, hear it. Hear what I'm saying. Pay attention. Do, you know, cock your ear toward me. I want you to hear. He who has an ear. Do you have an ear to hear today? Or are you just so focused on circumstances? Are you so focused on letting the outward determine the inward? In other words, are, are you... Are you focused on the external circumstances? And are they determining your level of joy and peace? Or or are you? What, what are you doing? Hmm? So it says here. So I have email notification pop-ups and spam. Anyway, he who, ha- he who has an ear, let him hear what the church spirit is say, says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give uh, the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone. And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except he who receives it. Amen. That's, uh, I think one of the way, one of the things that this verse is speaking to is our identity. And we're not going to overcome until we get our identity down pat on who God says we are, who we are in Jesus Christ. If we allow uh, the external circumstances to, to move us about, right? To determine where we head next or if we stay then we're not going to overcome but if we give it over to god and we realize you know i have an identity he's given a white stone a new name that nobody else knows you know what but there is a name that we know right now that name is called son of god and daughter of god yeah that should give you a lot of hope Right, that you can't overcome that. That this promise that we have yet to receive. That I don't know exactly what this term, what this thing means. I will give the hidden manna to eat. I don't know. I can't tell you for sure. But I know it gives me hope. I give, it gives me hope for everybody out there. And then we have um, another one. 
I'm trying to look at ah, verse 26 in chapter 2. To him who overcomes and keeps my works to the end, I will give authority over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. Like the vessels of a potter, they shall be broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my father. Amen. Overcome. Don't if you look at what's going on in the nations of the world right now, the peoples of the world. And you know, war and strife over here, you know, Russia wanting to invade Ukraine over there, and, and so forth and on and on it goes. That this is temporary. This is very, 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 very temporary because we're talking about a God who is infinite, a God who is eternal, who always was. Now, don't ask me to wrap my head around that. I don't, and I don't think anybody can claim to wrap their head around something that has no beginning and no end. But this is this what is going on in the world is is, is nothing compared to eternity, to to a God who has always existed. And then somewhere in the midst of this eternity, you know, he created this. But one day this is all going to end. We know that the Bible says that. We, we know Peter makes it clear in, in, in one of his epistles. How, how this will all burn up away one day, someday. But it says here, and I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. One day, those who choose to overcome will rule and reign with Jesus Christ over the nations of the world. And the nations of this world and the way this world system works is going to look very, very different with King Jesus in charge than it looks now. Very different. And we know if we flip over uh, to the book of Zechariah, uh, chapter 14, it talks about how how when Jesus is ruling and reigning, that all of the nations will be required to bring offerings up every year. And if they don't, guess what happens? Jesus curses them with no ring. So it's not going to be, hey, let's work out a deal here. You know, let's let's sign a trade agreement. You know, let's come down and have peace talks and summits. No, it's going to be Jesus saying this is the way. Okay. And Jesus is going to say, you know what? I'm doing the talking. You're doing the listening. Because he's king and Lord. And he's going to one day come down here, set up a throne in Jerusalem, and if you choose to be choose to overcome, guess what? You're going to be one of those appointed to rule and reign. Amen. So I hope this is giving you hope so far. I mean, I, like I said, I just love the Book of Revelation. It's hopeful to me when I read in it. It points to Jesus, and everything I'm reading to you is the words of Jesus. Amen. And then let's see. Ah, so moving on to chapter three, where the message to start is. And I urge you to read through this, uh, these chapters in, in their entirety, by the way. Uh, it says here, He who overcomes, in verse 5, shall be clothed in white garments. I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So I believe this is a twofold. You know, as clear, I mean, I believe all the other ones I've read so far are twofold. In other words, to those who overcome, so we have a choice. But this one is laying it out on the line right here. Right? No, no question about it. It says, he who overcomes, in other words, we have a choice, shall be clothed in white garments. I will not blot his name. In other words, so we do the opposite. We, that means if we don't overcome, he will blot our names out of the book of life. And we need to realize that. We need to take this very, very seriously. Not to the point of living in fear. Oh my gosh, I can... 
I messed up. Now, now my name is blotted out. No, we're not talking that, that level. Okay, that's not godly. That's not biblical. That's not Jesus. What I am talking about is making sure that we live in such a way that we live in such a way that we're living for the kingdom. That we could live with the mentality one day, someday. You know, it could be any. It, it could be within our lifetimes. Jesus is coming back, and I'm going to live in such a way as to show Jesus off. To whomever I come in contact with. I'm going to show Jesus off wherever I'm at. Wherever I work at. Whatever I do. I'm going to be Jesus to people. Right? Because if we don't. We let that slip. And we're not working for the kingdom. Then we need to take a serious. Close examination of ourselves. Do we have a dead faith or not? Because godly faith. Is always backed up by works. So it says in the book of James. Jesus' half brother said it. Faith without works is dead. Now, I don't want a dead faith. I don't think anybody listening to me right now or watching me wants a dead faith. But we got to back it up. We, we have to be willing to go to work. You know, the kingdom, the kingdom business is not about making our lives comfortable. Kingdom business is making Jesus known to everybody. Let me just say, if you want, and I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading and it's honest. If you want Jesus to come back sooner, then you have to do what you can to reach every to reach the lost with the gospel. Don't think that it's even close. You know, there, there's people all over the world who have never heard the gospel yet. But why do you think there's there are missionaries that go out? I mean, there are entire cultures that are off limits to us by the world governments that have yet to hear the gospel. And until the world gets a chance to hear the gospel, at least a chance, Jesus is not coming back at all. Right, he talks about the fullness of the Gentiles. Right, That means that all who are Gentiles, in other words, non-Jewish, have heard the gospel. And they say they have to respond. So what are you gonna do? What are you doing with it? Do, do you see the significance of this or not? Alright, moving on uh, to verse 12. So Revelation 3:12. He who overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. You, you know what a pillar is for, right? It's not decorative. It's it's to hold up, right? That's what it's that's what it's put in place for. So, in other words, you're going to be stalwart. I'm going to make you stalwart. If you overcome, if you decide to make the choice to overcome, you know what? You'll be stalwart in a hurting, broken, sinful world. You'll be the one that people look to that holds up. Right? You're going to hold up no matter what. Because that's what pillars do, right? Pillars aren't there and they're going to crumble under pressure, right? Because we have, you know, especially back in ancient times, you know, everything was made out of these stones and, you know, rocks are heavy. If you ever take take rocks and start putting them together, you know, you, you realize how quickly they become very, very heavy. And this is what we're talking about. This stone weight upon these pillars. And these pillars aren't going to buckle. Yeah, if you decide to overcome, that's going to be you right there. If you if you are overcoming right now, that is you. You are a stalwart. No matter the pressure, no matter the weight, no matter what, you are going to overcome. Hallelujah! You're going to be victorious. Amen. It says I will make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. And I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of my city, and, and the name of the city of my God, the New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven. For my God and my own new name. Amen. Don't you want that? Don't you want to be that stalwart?
pillar in your community, in your church, in your workplace, in your family, in your house. I think this should be about the last one here. Uh, Verse 21. To him who overcomes will I grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame, so Jesus had to overcome. Let's pause here. He said, as as I also overcame. That means Jesus had to overcome at some point. He had to make that choice. And we we can see that play out in in different phases in the life of Jesus, right? We we could see probably the the two most most well-known places is when he was in the wilderness, 40 days and 40 nights, no food, no water, and the devil, Satan comes to tempt him, right? He overcame. He didn't give in to temptation. He didn't back down, all right? I don't say anybody else, any of us today could, could fight that level of fight, but Jesus did, he overcame. And in another place we can see is the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Jesus knows what's about to happen to him, and he's crying out, you know, if it is your will, Father, take this cup from me. But if not, your will be done. He overcame. In a, in a moment of such... I mean, how, how do you put words onto that, right? I mean, that, that the, the dude is, is sweating blood. That's how intense the moment was for Jesus. But he overcame. And it says here in the scriptures... Right, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So he's making the similarities. He's showing us the similarities between what happened to him and what can happen to us. I say can happen because it's not guaranteed. All right, as long we all have a choice to play, and if we don't um, choose that, then you know we're not going to overcome. But we can. It's not a matter of oh my gosh, I might not. No, it's a matter of getting the mentality in us that we can overcome because that's what the Bible tells us. In fact, Paul uses the term, you're more than overcomers. And I believe that Paul used that term. I could be wrong. But I believe that Paul used that term more than overcomers because he knew and lived all in the Roman world. And he knew what it took for, for Romans to occupy a place, right? They always had to put a garrison there, for instance. Sometimes they had to, there was uprising. Well, pretty much all the time there were uprisings. And, and they had to constantly do this. But more than overcomer says, you know what? You know what? We're gonna, we can take back ground and it's ours forever. We don't have to worry about uprisings and rebellions and such. That's you. You know what else it says in the book of Revelation? I know people quote this verse all the time, but I, I don't know how many actually know where it's found. It's in the book of Revelation. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. No, that doesn't mean I'm going to, oh, I, I bless my house in the blood of the Lamb. Um, I do this and, you know, people start quoting this. It's not at all what it means. One, the blood of the Lamb, okay? W- what does that actually mean? Right? Not, 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 not None of this hooey stuff. Where you start pleading the blood all over the place. No, what it what it means is we overcame by the blood of the Lamb. One is our salvation. Because we're we are secure that Jesus' blood atoned for every bit of our sin. And when we do sin again, because we will, 
it will atone for that too. It will it will automatically atone for that sin that we commit that we don't know or don't mean to commit. And it will atone when we repent and, and commit iniquity, which is known sin. In other words, we know to do right, but we do the opposite anyways. But we come to God in repentance, we're washed by the blood of the Lamb. And then the word of our testimony. Where do we get the word of our testimony? We get the word of our testimony, I believe, from a couple different places. One, from the word of God. I testify who Jesus is. I've read my Bible. I've studied my Bible. Do you see what I'm going to Why I always put such emphasis on you studying the word of God for yourself. I'm not your Bible, okay? Nobody else is your Bible, okay? No radio show, no podcast, nothing can ever replace your personal daily Bible study time. Because we need to get who God is, who is Jesus, and who are we. Once we get those, once we get that in us, amen. Woo, oh, oh man, it's going to take a, mm, I don't know what it's going to take to move us. And then we also testify what Jesus has done for us, right? I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have crucified my flesh with its lust and desires. I don't know what your personal testimony is, but I would love to hear from you, right? I'm going to put this up on the screen. Of course, obviously, if you're listening, you're not going to see it. I'm going to leave that up there to leave me a voice message. I want to hear your personal testimony. I want to hear something Jesus has done for you in your life. I want, I want, I want you to be part of edifying the body of Christ. Amen. Leave me a voice message. I, I want to do one episode just totally, completely devoted to what Jesus has done in people's lives. I'm going to need your help to do that. Amen. So I'm going to leave that up on the screen. Let's edify, let's realize, let's get this in, in us today that we are overcomers. And boy, do we have such precious promises, you know, that, that outlast. I don't care. Name name the the amount of money. Billions. Heck, what, what is the U.S. government up to now? And some trillions and trillions of dollars, some ridiculous amount, right? But those eternal promises that I've read to you today and that you need to read for yourself outweigh even the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, you know? You need to realize that, amen? If God is for you, who can be against you? All right, if you're listening to this or watching, I want you to repeat after me out loud. If God is for us, who can be against us? I want you know, say it over and over again. Huh? Sometimes sometimes our brain is, is stubborn, right? Sometimes we need to actually speak the words to get our brain to get it. You know, sometimes our you know our brain may be a supercomputer, but man, sometimes I, I swear I don't know if it's the interconnect <laughs> internet connection or something within us, or the Wi-Fi connection gets off and the signals doesn't get in. Sometimes we need to speak it to get get it in our brain, right? So I want you, to, I want you to be able to to study those chapters in Revelation. All right, go ahead. I'm, you know what? I feel like the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to people out there and wants me to speak to us. So I'm going to say, hey. You know, I want you to study Revelations chapter 2 and 3 over and over again because, you know, hey, you, you can read a chapter of, of the Bible in less than 30 minutes, right? I think less than 15 minutes. I want you to study Revelations 2 and 3 over and over again for the rest of this week. Why? Because I believe they're going to provide you with, with a new level of hope. Maybe you already have hope, but you know what? I'll give, I'll give you some advice we all need our hope boosted up sometimes right we all need it 
we, we could all definitely use a bigger dose of faith, a bigger dose of hope, right? Faith, the substance of things hoped for, right? We, we can always bolster our faith every, we, we all need it. I don't care who you are out there. I don't care if you're, you know, people like Dr. David Jeremiah has been doing this for a long time and got filled with godly wisdom. I don't care if you're the newest believer, anywhere in between that spectrum. You know what? We need our faith bolstered up. So I pray that this episode um, bolstered your faith up. Do me a favor, share this and click that thumbs up button, right? Click that thumbs up button. Retweet this as well if you're watching on Twitter. Right, share it if you're listening on audio on other podcast platforms. I need, I want you to, I want you to help others. I want you to uplift others. I want you to be a source of hope for others. Amen. So God bless you. Thank you for listening, and that's it for today. So that's it for this episode of Restoring, Restoring your, your Voice with your host, Pastor David, and saying God bless you. Get out there and be the kingdom.